0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy podcast coming in your ear holes. And what about this October weather we are having? Wow, absolute incredible temps. Lasting a long time out there. Big bucks are moving. People are killing absolute giants. And this week we're talking with Garrett from Last Breath, and we're talking October 11th to October 18th. I've killed multiple bucks during this time frame. It's one of my favorite time frames in October that I feel like has slept on. Um, but with these cold temps, if they hold, that scrape activity is going to go through the roof during this time frame. So we're going to have Garrett on. He's a big scrape hunter. I know he's going to hit on that. He's also going to hit on a couple other things. But before that, let's get into the people that make it possible starting off with Exodus outdoor gear. If you guys are looking for that one more cell cam to get in the game on a giant buck, maybe you picked up a new piece. You're trying to learn it really quick. Make sure and check out the new rival. Um, A really budget friendly cell cam, you know, kind of straight across the board with what is out there in the market. Still backed by that warranty that Exodus provides, which is insane at that price point. Um, And very, very reliable data plan is awesome. Um, And you can get an additional savings off that if you use code WL at checkout. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting to get anything off the Exodus website, make sure you use that code WL, save you some more money. Um, Next is Rec Broadheads. As you guys know, I'm shooting them this year as well as my son. Um, He's shooting them out of the crossbow. I'm shooting them out of the vertical bow, of course. And we are shooting the Rec XP two blade expandable. That's a 1.85 cut hunter grain head. Um, They are crossbow tested, if that's something you're looking for. Um, But American made product, Matt, the owner with his dad, incredible dudes. Um, If you're looking to switch it up with a new head, get into a mechanical. They have fixed blade options as well. If you want to support a good company, make sure and use code WLP15 to save you some money at checkout. All right, guys, let's get into the next seven days with Garrett. All right, we got my best friend Garrett on. How's it going, brother? Going good, man. Just got back from Colorado. Got a little bit of the heebie jeebie but we'll be on the men's in no time. I know, man. You've had an absolute epic, uh, couple weeks here. I mean, you you went to Colorado twice, and you almost yeah. went three times. <laughs> I, know, I know. So you've been uh, you've been hunting your ass off, but not for whitetail yet. But uh, I know that's going to change here soon. Um, and you've had a shitload of success during this time of the year um, filming and hunting. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you about, about the next seven days here.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'll say this to the listeners, man, once you get the Western hunting in your blood, you just, if you don't go, you miss it every year. So September has changed for me forever. And so is October, but we'll cover that on a different day. I'm, I'm Gary You've heard me before on the podcast. I don't need to go into that spiel, but just for my listeners. So, you know, I broke down each day, um, I'm going to give you the weather, the temp, and then my opinion on it. And uh, I'm based out of the central Midwest near the Quad City area. So if you're anywhere in that Midwest stretch, you're probably going to be dealing with the same type of weather and also the, the same type of activity with your deer based on time of year. So we'll start with Wednesday the 11th. Uh, I think it's going to be a good day, but I'm, I'm telling you the best is yet to come. Uh, in my stretch of seven days definitely within the season but I do want to make note that like these these next seven days are going to be deadly you know colder than normal temperatures and bucks really kind of at their peak energy levels I think is going to be a, a, a deadly combination so you know let's break down the next seven days as a mindset here um, bucks specifically they are still feeding heavy they're putting on weight for the rut but this cold weather is going to is gonna activate them. They're gonna be more more probable to be in daylight and they're gonna be working their scrapes. And I think that there is one thing that we need to know too and that is the ag. Um, Ag across the Midwest is coming out by the the millions of acres. And I think that if you can have some some scrapes next to freshly picked ag, I mean, specifically corn, I feel like that's gonna be your deadliest combination. Not saying that picked beans or clover are not good option, but in my experience, this time of the year, a fresh cut cornfield just is a very attractive to to a lot yeah, of wildlife. Corn is king this time of yep. year. Corn and acorns, yeah. yep. So moving on to Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday is going to be a chance of rain, high in the 60, low in 52. So pretty even keeled weather, not a huge swing, not a huge drop, um, and, and not really unseasonably warm or cool. Looking into Thursday. Thursday is a chance of rain as well, a better chance, high of 65 and a low of 56. So we've got a warmer day and a high chance of rain. I, if I were to, to look at Thursday, let's say you've got a swing shift, you're a firefighter, whatever, you got this day off, I would really weigh this option of, of hunting. Um, I think the rain will induce scrape activity, but typically they're going to go fresh in those scrapes after the rain has gone through. Um, I think if I was going to try to be proactive with whitetails on this day, I would maybe um, use that time to go through your camera data and analyze it. Maybe move some cameras to some of those fresh cut p- fields that are going to be coming out and uh, potentially think about doing an observation set. So looking to Friday, the 13th, so spooky Friday, chance of storms. We've got the hottest day of the of the stretch here with a high of 68 and a low of 49. So this is one of those days that in my opinion, if it was me and I, somebody just asked me yes or no, it'd be a no. We've got warm temps, chance of storms, not rain. And uh, I, I wanna be clear that hunting in the rain is super effective. I love hunting in the rain, but hunting in storms is different. It's not fun, get soaked. If you're trying to film it all, it's almost impossible. And and you know you really question safety if you got a true thunderstorm rolling in there. Um, moving on to Saturday, anything you want to talk about, or am I just rolling down the, the no, days
1: yeah, here? Mike? Yeah, Rain is okay, but man, the the one thing that I always think about is say you're say you're like okay, I'm gonna it's Friday, I got this day off, I'm gonna go out in this rainstorm, and and you get you get kind of wet, you fight through it, maybe you even have a good hunt, but what you don't think about is all the shit that you have to do when you get home after that rainstorm. Every everything that you own that you had on you is soaked at that point.
0: Yep. Um, if backpack, you, boots, yeah. your backpack, boots, your boots, your
1: backpack, your bow, you're I mean you're going to want to wipe that thing down. Your and if you're a mobile hunter, your stand's going to be soaked. Your straps are going to be soaked. And it, I mean, there's so much to think about by by just going out because I've done that. I've went out and sat there and then have I have plans to hunt the next day. And then you're like, I'm going to have to wash and dry all my shit to even go out again. Yeah. Um, and then the next day you work or whatever. And then you're like, well, I got to wash my stuff. So you miss out on a morning hunt or you miss out on an evening hunt because of you pressing it to go in there in the rain. Um, now, like, a, like you said, a light rain is okay. Um, but anything heavy, like you said, it's dangerous getting in and out of a stand for one. And then all the shit that you have to do, you can't just leave your shit in the truck in the, in the bag or the tote and go hunting the next day. It's like, you got to restart well, no. from the very first time you hunted and, and wash everything, including your backpack. You got to empty that out. And like I said, if you're filming, it's a nightmare
2: as well. So. Well, and so, excuse me, bear with me here. I'll get it out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I do want to note that with those chance of, of rain and storms, generally that is associated with an east wind and those are rare. And they can be really deadly depending on what property you have so i just wanted to preface that um, i used to own a property where an east wind was absolutely the best one you could ever have and it was always leading up to that weather system coming in pre- specifically precipitation so now let's talk about saturday saturday is 10 14. got a low chance of rain we've got a high of 54 and a low of 44. I think this is going to be the second best day out of the run to, to kill a buck. And coincidentally, it's on a Saturday. Uh, I believe that you always have like a buffer zone, like a transition zone, if you will, in between these fronts. So I think Saturday, um, as long as those storms on Friday roll through early, you might get a little bit of precipitation on Saturday But you uh, morning, but you're also going to see winds change. So that's where it gets tricky because as the, the system moves through, and things begin to stabilize you're going to have to mind mind your wind really carefully because i feel like this is where some guys get snake bit they look at their app or they look at onyx whatever the weather channel and they go oh it's going to be still a a north wind or an east wind and then they go out there and it's like shit it's got west in it now completely opposite of what they were supposed to do and that's just that system moving through and kind of normalcy rolling back through to the weather pattern that we have so keep that in mind but if, if you got a spot that's bulletproof, I would use your scouting and your cameras to pick where you want to hunt because the rains move through, we've got cooler temperatures. I think that bucks are going to be focusing on those territorial and community scrapes. And I, I would think that whether you're going to target a buck or if you just want to get that itch taken care of, you haven't you haven't loosed a narrow nut. you want to turn one red, like this is a great opportunity to, to fill your antlerless tag. You know, it's cool enough to let that doe hang overnight you have all day Sunday to take care of her in the morning before you hunt that, that evening. So Saturday is going to be a really good day. Just like I said, mind that wind because it's going to be a little weird um, as that system officially works through the Midwest. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree that um, the wind factor is I've already had that happen to me this year where you go out, it was supposed to be northwest, and it was southwest. And you can, I mean, and you can just tell by the day, like the temperature, when it was mm-hmm. saying northwest. I'm like, no way, it's gonna be northwest. It's just you can just go, but you know, sometimes they get it wrong, and then you go out there, and it's southwest, west, and you can still hunt. But like you said, you just have to be mindful. I couldn't get right on top of them that night. I had to do an observation set because of the wind, um, right. but still a successful hunt. Still you know, got a lot of intel on the, on the farm that I was hunting, but I wasn't able to get in the actual nuggets of where I thought I could kill 100% because mm-hmm. it, the wind would have spooked. I would you know, I would have spooked the deer before they even got out of bed. So something right, to be right. mindful for, like you said, is just cause it says on the app or supposed to be this, a lot of times it's not that. So just verify on your way in.
2: So now we're moving on to Sunday the 15th says it's going to be cloudy. We're getting to the point just for um, just for honesty here that I'm getting to question the weatherman. <laughs> you know, we're, we're five, five, six, five days out, you know, two, three days. I think they're pretty accurate and they're acing it. But when they get further away, opportunity for change. But that being said, um, high of 54, low of 42. I want to make note that they predict that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, are all going to be, and Saturday actually, are all within one degree of each other for the highs. So we have that stability that I like to look for because you're going to have that stabilization of wind and you're just going to kind of have those deer back doing their normal things. And so this is my overall pick for, man, you got a buck that you want to wrap a tag around. This is my day that I think um, is going to be the one. The rain's gone through. You're going to activate those scrapes. Those deer are going to have that drive to go and freshen them if they're their own, like I said, if they're territorial and if they're community scrapes, they're gonna wanna go and and check them and, and feel them. We've got cooler temperatures in the evenings. You know, we're, we're looking at 40s now in the evenings rather than 50s. And I think that if I was gonna hunt, I would be hunting one of those scrape lines off of bedding and I would damn sure bring your grunt tube. Now that being said, this time of year, um, light grunts are great, but I don't get hyper aggressive. I mean, we're, we're only halfway through October. Deer really aren't ready to, to just duke it out, but I've had success giving light grunts just to pique curiosity. So if you've got a buck in the field and you've got the ability to sight call to them, I wouldn't blind call it. If you have the ability to sight call to a buck, I would give them some light grunts. Just let them know, hey, there's another buck in the area. And I've had it happen. I mean, it's been on film and documented that in this um, early to mid-October, you'll just get their curiosity, especially if you are hunting over a scrape, because they're, they're just trying to still figure out the pecking order. Um, those dominant bucks are trying to see who's in their area. You know, they're they're going to be thinking about the does that they can breed and other things. I wouldn't rattle. I wouldn't even bring my rattling tines. But I think this is a good time that you can sight call. That you want to be targeting those scrapes, especially if your intel, whether it's scouting from the road, from your from an observation set, from your trail cameras, whatever. If you've got a deer that's frequenting some areas that have scrapes, that's where I'd be. Yep, I,
1: I always, if I have a buck that's out of range, just kind of working feeding, I always throw a grunt out at this time of year, especially just because it's like, it isn't going to spook them if you just light grunt at them. Um, nope. But it, more than times than not, it draws them that way to to check it. Like you said, they're just curious of what buck is there. They're kind of in their area probably. And uh, like you said, they're trying to, people are starting to get a lot of like deer, you know, pictures on cameras of deer fighting, sparring a little bit. They're seeing, start a little fighting and sparring. They're trying to get that order figured out of, you know, who, you know, in a couple of weeks, who am I going to be able to whoop ass and who, who do I need to just let chill, you know? So they kind right. of want to know did a new buck come in my area. Um, so a grunt is a super powerful tool this time of year. And I've killed off of that, you know, and um, you were mentioning the ag coming out too is, Sometimes deer are getting bumped this time of year, and they're maybe in a new area that they haven't even been at, and a gr- a grunt at a buck that you're not you have you don't have any pictures of a uh, in an area is deadly deadly because you know that deer is new to the area and he's more more than definitely going to come over and see what what bucks grunting at him to kind of see where he's at in in the order because um, that's how I've killed I killed a buck in October never no pictures of him. Bumped by combine, grunted, come literally trotting in that yeah. like it was November to see what was going on.
2: And and I think too, like I want to make make note that Sunday morning, I wouldn't write that one off. Like um, a lot of guys shy away from some people shy away from um, hunting mornings in October, but I feel like you're still going to have cool temps. Um, you're you're going to be having about a 10 degree temperature swing not a huge swing that you'd be looking to really have those thermals on your side. But again, I I would rely on, on your data. What you know is the risk worth the reward, you know, are you going to be able to cut them off or not? So um, Sunday's, like I said, Sunday is just the day, my pick, Um, you know, I'll I'll be hunting for sure and we'll see what we can get done. Moving on though to Monday the 16th. So now we're getting to the point, excuse me, where I really am questioning the weatherman's ability to be accurate. Um, Supposed to be 53 and 40. So again, relatively stable. I would expect a small drop off as we get into October says it's going to be partly sunny, which again, I would expect it as that weather system moves through, it's pulling all that moisture out of the air. Um, And if that's the case, you have an opportunity for a high pressure day. Um, I really like big skies, the big ceiling bluebird days, um, but I typically prefer those in November. So if you have Monday off, another great day to hunt. Um, I would, you know, whatever you came up with on Saturday and Sunday, you know, as far as, as actual live intel, you've, you've spent some time in the field probably now, you kind of got an idea of what's happened. Did you spook any deer? Did you get in and out quietly? Um, how did your cameras work? Was that buck coming in just before or after you left? Um, it, as long as the weather holds, this, this is a great, day two to hunt with the caveat of knowing like we're still in the middle of October, every day that you hunt, every time you sit in that tree stand, you are pressuring. Even if it's minimal, you're leaving a little bit of scent, a little bit of pressure. Um, so just keep that in mind as we get further down kind of away from this cold front.
1: Yeah. The, the one thing that always rings in my head during this time is like you said, we're in the middle of the October the deer are still doing the exact same thing they were more than likely, maybe stretching it out a little bit further, but it ain't late October, November. Um, so if you got, got a buck that's edged like that, maybe it was an, you know, an hour out from being in daylight or half hour, I say make a move on that deer because you're, if you think that deer is going to leave in the rut, the, I mean, this is the time to kill them because they're, they're not patternable at all in two weeks from now. Very, very, (laughs) you know, very, very, very few are at that time, yeah. year, you know, so you're just hunting in the areas that you think you might go through and, and trying to, to catch him. But this time of the year, if, if you got one, cause I know there's a lot of guys out there that probably are like, man, I got a buck, you know, he's 40 minutes out or he's an hour out and they're waiting. They're like waiting for that mm-hmm. daylight picture to, to make a, make a move. And I think you're making a mistake as long as you think you can get closer to that deer than that camera without spooking him. Right. I mean, that's the thing, right. like you said, in the morning, if I have to walk through a field to get to my stand in the morning in October, I normally don't hunt there. I like to be in the timber in the morning in October. I just don't, I don't like, I've never had good luck having to walk through the edge of a field and hunting like an inside corner in the morning or something. Um, right. Even if there's a community scrape there or something that's really drawing you, I just haven't had good luck during that time frame. I want to be close to thick you know, bedding in the morning as I can. Cause those deer are still going to be getting to bed fairly early.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Like I can tell you that my deer, uh, the buck specifically on my truck cameras, I've got one that is daylighting in the morning, but it is first thing. And he's going right to bed. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like, man, you are, you're taking a big risk to try to get in there instead of just cutting him off in the evening. You had a much better chance of him coming to you in the evening without you bumping him.
1: Yeah. The big thing at that time, you know, you can get out in the evening cause you know, he's out in the fields feeding or he's moved away from where the bedding was. Mm -hmm. If you're on his bedding in the morning and he does go to that bed at 70 yards away, you can't get out without bumping that deer. (laughs) It's like, you're kinda, you kinda gotta be on the, on the money or feel like you can get out or feel like, like you said, the risk is worth it because you still it's still early um, to throw something at that deer. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm probably going to do that here coming real soon. as I'm going to go throw a set on in just a known buck bedding area, no cameras in there, um, in the morning because I've had good luck this time of year with bucks cruising in there on cold mornings. So, oh, yeah, it's worth a shot, especially if it's a property that you feel like, yeah, it, you know, it can handle one pressure day. You know, right. So,
2: right. And then I guess in closing is uh, the seventeenth partly sunny high at 55, lows 38. Um, we're getting out a week out. Uh, I have no faith in the weatherman being accurate and I just, I'm going to be, you know, a a broken record in the sense that it's going to be similar to Monday. Most people aren't going to be able to hunt this day just because, you know, most guys are going to, going to take their time off in late October, early November. Um, and, and this is a day that I would just, if you're not going to hunt, um, Use, use these precious afternoons after work where you still have time to shoot, still have time to do some stuff around the house. I mean, this, this as we get uh, further away from that cold front, we get into the middle of the week, like I said, lower amount of guys that can hunt in the afternoon. Um, spend time with your kids, spend time with your wife, shoot your bow, do stuff that you know you're not going to have time to, um, A, when you take your rutcation, and B, when the time changes. And the last thing I wanted to note about these last these seven days coming up and really like the next stretch of kind of like 14 in my opinion I feel like the deer that you start to catalog um, those are the bucks that you're probably going to have to hunt during the year um, don't get discouraged because you're probably going to have some of those summer bucks dissolve they transition they're now on their fall area and if you look back at your cameras it's probably pretty normal if you hunt a, you know an, an average size piece of property, so. Just, just keep that in mind that as, as you begin to get new deer on camera, you begin to see new deer, they're probably the, the, uh, the bucks that you're going to recruit that you're going to hunt from now until, you know, late season.
1: Yep. I agree. Those bucks that are coming in like 1.00 AM, you're like, man, this deer is probably a long ways away. That's probably the deer that you're going to be able to hunt during the rut. Right. <laughs> yep. And he's yep. just kind of floating that far, um, checking it out, getting ready to, to move over there. Um, one thing I wanted to note before we wrap this up is, um, this time frame right now is something that I I do during this time frame is if you do go hunt and you have cameras in the area, make sure you're going in and taking batteries and SD cards um, because people have had their cameras out for a couple months at this time, more than likely two three months. Shit's starting to die, and this is the time frame. You know, the next two three weeks is a time frame where if you can get Historical data from last year on a scrape or something, you want your cameras at tip top shape during this time of the year. Oh, yeah. because, This is not the time you want dead trucks. Yeah, because this is the money intel phase because you're going to have deer doing consistent things where next year you can plan, you know, okay, he daylighted here. More than likely, there's a good chance whether he'll daylight or a buck will be in that area doing the same thing, hitting a scrape, et cetera. Um, so if you do go out hunting, and you're going to walk past two or three trail cameras on the way and you plan on checking them anyways, make sure and just bring batteries for all of them, just in case they're all, they took grass picks, they're dead, whatever, bring new SD cards, just be prepared to switch those out. So you don't miss this time frame of the year, because this is a incredible time to get, um, to get, you know, content for, for next year on the deer that you want to hunt.
2: Absolutely. Well, well said. And like, I, We'll bring up this last and then we'll let you let you let me go. But I remember when I was watching, it was one of the the old school DVDs, um, whether it was, uh, you know, Bowhunting Madness or Trophy Bucks, whatever. And I watched a guy literally pull a camera out of his trail, out of his backpack and go. He's like, I always have an extra trail camera. I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, there's no way. Like every single camera that I have is out. And like, I have found myself doing that more because this time of year is where that fresh sign can really mean something. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not telling you to just keep a burner camera in your trail and in you in your back. Like if you have the luxury to do it great, but don't be afraid to move a camera to some sign that looks like, dude, I really need to know what's making this scrape or this tree is shredded. Like, you know, be pre- be reactive, not proactive, be reactive to the sign that's showing up. And I think it'll pay dividends.
1: Yeah. I've, so. I've been hunting a few times. Um, with my boy and one time with me, and I've already hung two cams off a sign that weren't hung for just, right. I walked into a spot and there was a scrape in the exact same spot. That there was a scrape last year, but I didn't find this scrape till November. And I was mm. like, and then I ran a camera on it. Of course, nothing, but the scrape <laughs> is the exact same spot as it was last year. I'm like, okay, this is an early scrape. I thought it was, you know, a rut, a rut, you know, late October scrape. So I'm got right. a camera there now. i um, just a regular SD card camera, but then I'll know for next year. So I've already messed up a year. I walk in there, it's there again. I'm like, "Okay, I got to get something on it right now." And for a guy to go back to his house, grab a camera and go back out there when not in his, gonna happen. yeah, when his, in his mind he's wanting to hunt. He's wanting to get in a right. tree and hunt. He's not wanting to move right. cams or do this or do that. Um yep. So I try to just combine the two and and make it where <laughs> you're already out there, you can do this just knock it out as you way as you go in. And um, I'm keeping like a lot of my lower quality cameras in my backpack.
2: Um and, exactly, you're you not going to save your elite fleet for, yeah. you know, pop-up yeah. sign, but no, you know, the camera that that's maybe a couple years old still works, but you're like, Hey, I really don't want to put this on a scrape. Cause I, this one takes so much better pictures, yeah. you know, or whatever. Like that's a perfect candidate for your, your backup camera. Yeah. Have
1: it in the side of your backpack, throw it out and, they make them so small anymore. Shit, it ain't nothing to, to carry, man. But then you got to think you got to have SD cards for it. Oh, yeah. And you got to have batteries for it.
2: Um, oh, so
1: yeah. for playing for that as well. But, all right, man. Well, I appreciate your time, dude.
2: No, happy to be on. Thanks for having me again. And I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure, friend. Yep.
1: Well, guys, hope you enjoyed that. I really like how he broke down the next seven days and day by day of how he would actually hunt with the weather um garrett is a super successful uh bow hunter deer hunter in general guy is just an absolute stone cold killer um so if he goes out uh he has high chances of killing during this time of year so um hopefully he does get out there and kill deer and hopefully you get out there and kill a buck deer as well like you said if you're just looking for something to fill the freezer before the maybe you don't have any bucks on cam maybe you're kind of waiting Go out there and get a dough down. It feels good. Get your confidence up. Get some meat in the freezer. I went downstairs, um, and I have 18 pounds of Deer Burger left right now. That is the lowest I've been in I don't know how long, like years and years and years. I know I've donated a bunch to like Knights in Columbus and stuff, and it's finally catching up to me where I'm getting pretty thin. So I probably will be killing a doe this week or um, this weekend for sure if I can... If I can have one run into me and give me a, an easy, clean shot, I'll make it happen. But um, like always, guys, appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end. Hope you're enjoying the next seven days. Don't let this next seven days slip by. Enjoy them. Um, always do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And I'll be checking in next week, covering the next seven days at Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. We love you. White Till Legacy is out.